welcome to the Open to Hope show. We met uh, our guest today at the Compassionate Friends National Conference. We did, yes, um, in St. Louis this summer, and his name is Sam Timbrook. And Sam has a lot of professional qualifications, as well as personal experience with grief and loss, Mom. Sam has a master's in counseling. He has a PhD in Christian education. He is a certified grief coach. He is a pastor. And uh, he has a 501c3 called The Connection. Um, Sam's wife, Mary Helen, died five years ago. And his son, Ryan, just recently died seven months ago. So he will tell us about how he has found hope after loss and how others can too. So welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you very much. It's my joy to be with you. Well, Sam, um, I'll have to tell you, I was really saddened by the loss of your son and such a short time ago and your wife five years ago. And you were telling us before the show started that they both had, uh, was it muscular dystrophy? Yes, muscular dystrophy. It was interesting. We knew there was something major with our son when he was born. And because of that, uh, his needs, he lived with us all of his years. He passed away at age 40. My wife, who also had muscular dystrophy, was not diagnosed until she turned 60. And that certainly is not uh, typical, but uh, it, it, it took both of their lives. Wow. I want to ask you, I mean, you're a remarkable person. Um, you've done a lot of caretaking and caregiving and wow. Yes. yes. In your life. How have you done that? Well, I've just kept on keeping on, so to speak. I, people have asked me, how did I do it? Uh, I, I just didn't have a choice. You know, I had to do it. But it's interesting. I'll just be honest with you. I've been in the ER at least two times with what I thought was a heart attack, but it was anxiety from my caretaking years. Wow. Uh, and also, I'd say I have an older son. He and his wife have just been wonderful, wonderful in helping and allowing his mother, or their mother and me to get away on respite sometimes. We've had some other people who have offered to help, but... Uh, um, you know, they're limited in what they can provide, but we've had some very gracious people, but, um, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been, it's been tough. Yeah. Well, but what, I, I also, what I was also wondering, mom, you know, we interview people that have had people die after illness, like you have Sam. And the one thing they say to us is that it's an odd thing because so much of your time and identity is, is wrapped up in caretaking. Yes. And when people die, all of a sudden that role is not only is that person gone, but that entire role is gone. Your whole life is yes. really changed profoundly. Yes. yes. When my wife died, first of all, my, I tell people my wife died two times. Mm. And I say that because when she was diagnosed, she within a few months got to the point where she couldn't swallow. Wow. She couldn't turn over in bed. Uh, we couldn't relate, we couldn't talk. I mean, you know, and I often tell people I grieved the living. Her body was still alive, her body still functioned, uh, but she was tube fed, she had to have everything taken care of her. And so I call that grieving the living because the person I knew had gone. Right. And then two years later, she literally physically died. But after she passed, after she passed away, I knew I had no choice with the help of my son and his wife, who've been so great, 
I had no choice but to focus on my son. Right. And then when he died, and we just had a few days warning. Wow. When he died, then I became so lonely. Mm-hmm. And I still am. I, I hate the sun to go down. Mm-hmm. I have faith. It's not a faith issue. And I want to emphasize that it is not a faith issue. It's a human issue. You know, I love that you're saying this. Yeah, it's, it's not a faith issue. Because it's not. people are saying, where's God? But you're not feeling where's no. God. You are a pastor. My faith, my faith is stronger than ever before. But I'm still human. And whether you're a, a, a spiritual person or not, whether you're a faith person or not, I tell people, you know, the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley and go around it, can't avoid it. You know, that's one thing I've found in some books I've read. They act like you can avoid the pain, but you can't. You have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, what a journey you have been on. I know you were counseling before your son died, right? In between. Yes. Were you a counselor when your wife was diagnosed? Yes. Yes. So you Most of grief and loss world for many years. Or yes. In general. Yeah. But do you know some of the people that I counseled in the sub- on the topic of grief and loss before my wife was diagnosed and before I realized with my son that I was in grief, you know, with my son, every time he should be doing, should have been doing something because of his chronological age, but he couldn't because of his disability. I went through grief, grief, grief. I didn't know to call it that. But anyway, but I almost, before my wife's death and my son's death, when I used to counsel people about grief, I almost want to go back and apologize to them because I thought I knew what they were going through, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I know the feeling because I know when my son was killed, I actually was uh, worked at a hospital counseling people uh, yeah. who had to have loss. And I saw a family and said, I don't know what you're going through, but I think I have some things that can help you but then I had to take the trip yeah, yeah. and uh, even if you've got a map you still right. got to take the trip yeah that's one of the things I always look for when I see a new book at the bookstore about grief and loss I, oh by the way I prefer not to call it grief and loss I prefer to call it grief because of loss uh-huh. but uh, I look at a book one of the first things I want to know is have they personally experienced loss and if they've not, I don't even consider buying the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 quite a trip. So, I I you know I I'm your resilience is amazing. You were talking about the compassionate friends. You're yes. going there now. You're going to do the newsletter. Yes. About how you have found hope. Certainly, getting to know people from all walks of life who have experienced something like this. And I've learned that they have hope. They may not, it may not be packaged for them the way it is for me. Uh, I think, and and I'm not trying to send a religious trip on anyone. I think God has been preparing me for years for these losses. People I've come in contact with, things that I have read, things that I've experienced. And at the time I thought, why is this happening? Now I know in the, puzzle pieces are coming together. But I think one of the greatest things is that I have finally 
admitted, admitted by need. And that is so hard for a man. And that, that I've learned too about um, how men and women express grief differently and how I have to be vulnerable, you know, even in front of women <laughs> to, uh, to cry. And um, I've also learned I just have to take time off. Um, but being a pastor, you know, I'm supposed to carry everyone else's burdens. Right. And uh, I've been very, very fortunate, though. The church I pastor, I've been what we call bivocational. I've done, like, school psychology or counseling or whatever and pastoring of a smaller church. I don't say small, it's smaller. But I have... Uh, I believe the greatest church in the world wow. as far as their support of me and people who are hurting and people who have lost and who people who are in pain. Wow. That's amazing. And, and I, and you know, and we know how important it is to have support around you when you're grieving. Yes. So, yes. you know, I, I, one of the things I think is when people hear you, some people have had a faith in a church when they were children, but they haven't been back. Right. And, and if they do have a faith, I would encourage them to get involved, get re-involved. Yes. There, there is a church somewhere for everyone who's hurting. It may not be, um, like you have alluded to, it may not be the childhood faith. It may not be the church of our childhood but there's a church somewhere for people who are hurting. And, and I, I have discovered that there's a lot of hurting people, but they're not necessarily whiners. You know, there are some people who have learned all the attention they get because they're grieving and they like that attention. You know, it, it meets a, an emotional need, but I'm not talking about finding a place uh, where you can whine. It's, it's to, it's to be honest. It's to ask for help, and uh, you know, just to just to grow together in our grief. Because I think we're all grieving about something. Because, like I said, it's grief because of loss, and the loss could be anything from losing a job to losing your health to a miscarriage to a divorce to, you know, actually losing a loved one. Mm -hmm. And unless you've had it happen. You really can't know that loss, but your right. loss can be big, you know, if you've had a divorce or, you yeah. know, whatever, a loss yeah. of a job. If that's the loss you know, you can only know the loss you know. Yeah. Um, your thought on that, Hyde? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. And, and the other thing that I agree with what Sam said is that, you know, as we're grieving a community, not only are we accepting grief support, but we're giving grief support. Right. In that dance, and in, in, in doing that, that that really heals us in both places. Yeah. Very yeah. I, I think I think you go through a time after your loss. Uh, you know, sure, there's the denial part, and I think that's I think that's needed. I really do. Uh, I think if we had all of the emotion thrown at us at once, we couldn't survive. I agree. But there comes a point where you realize that one of the things you need to do to, to actually help yourself is to help others. Mm -hmm. 
and to grieve with them in their situation and to realize there's some who are suffering probably a lot more than you are. Uh, and they may say the same thing about me, I don't know, but, but uh, it, a lot of these uh, uh, step one, two, three, four, five things that I've read or seen or talked about with others, some of them forget about the numb stage first. I think you can go through those too, too soon, but there does come that time where you start looking at others as well as yourself and you help them and you know in this path that they're going going on mm -hmm. and also i think you alluded a little earlier to something that give people the opportunity to be of service to you that's a gift yeah yeah it's hard sometimes to give people that gift yeah it is pride so, doesn't want to do that so sam before we started the show you talked about the three ends yes can you, people? can you talk to us a little bit, bit about that I always tell people whether I'm talking with them like on a internet like we are or whether it's a conference that I lead that grief because of loss that there's the three ends one is it's no, your feelings and emotions it's your it's natural it's normal but it's also necessary because if we don't allow ourselves to grieve uh, eventually it's it's gonna it's gonna eat itself out mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in our culture, we want people to get back to their normal routine. We want them to get back to work. We want them to get back to doing whatever it is they do in their normal day so quickly. We don't allow people the time to grieve in many places. But boy, it's, uh, the feelings are natural and normal. And that's one thing that I've had the privilege of helping people understand that what they're thinking and feeling really is natural and normal. And then the, the third end, it's necessary. We've just got to go through it. And what happens if we don't? I think it shows up in uh, what some people have called toxic grief. And it can become, it can be, it can ruin our health. It can ruin our relationship. It can cause us to live a bit, a better life. Uh, it can cause us uh, not only to uh, make some poor choices physically or emotionally or, or spiritually, but we just, uh, I think it can shorten our life. Uh, I really do. Plus, I think it, it, it cuts off any help that others are trying to give us, including God. So, so, so Sam, I had another question for you. In after your, did, did you learn anything after your wife died about yourself that helped you, that has helped you with the, the death of your son? Yes. Um, that after my wife died, I went through a time of uh, feeling very relieved because I no longer had to take care of her. She had so many needs. Then I went through a time of feeling guilty because I felt relieved. When my son passed away, and it's only been seven, eight months, I've not gone through that guilt. I'm relieved that I don't have that responsibility. I'm relieved that I don't have the fear of what's going to happen to him after I can't take care of him. 
but I've not gone through the guilt. I've rather even, even though I tear up, I'm so grateful that even though he had a lot of problems and a lot of surgeries and a lot of, and the list goes on and on, he didn't have to go through what his mother did. That, that guilt and shame, we should be no. aware of it. We should be this, we should be that. Yeah. All this shooting. Well, yeah. you've got one last piece of advice for people before we get to your websites, what would it be to find hope? Listen to people and what they say, but filter what they say. Uh, being a pastor, I've had some people suggest to me about, um, well, you know, in the Bible, King David, when his son died, he just got up and went on with life. Well, what they don't know is that later when he wrote some of the Psalms, he was depressed. Now, he had a lot of other issues, too, you know. Learn some things about the different way people grieve, especially the difference the way men grieve and women grieve. I also think I would say to people, I don't think you'll ever get over it, but you can get through it. Mm -hmm. There is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I live in central Missouri, halfway between Kansas City and St. Louis and Columbia, Missouri. But my website is simply www.samtimbrook.com. Sam, thank you. You're a wonderful person. Uh, oh, thank you. Privileged to be able to talk to you today. Well, I tell you, I'm thrilled for this opportunity, and uh, uh, I just uh, can't express my appreciation for this chance to, to talk. Sam, thank you for being so candid and honest today. You're thank welcome. And for everybody that's watching this, I want you to remember something Sam said, because I think it's profound that we can grow together in our grief. Yes. And as Heidi and I always want to remind everybody that watches this show, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. Yes.